1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about how to be confident whilst you're dating, especially if you're in your senior years. And, you know, dating has changed so much, you know, since I was a young girl and I was in my teens and twenties and I'm 63 now. So <laughs> literally, it's a whole different world. So for me today to have this really great person that I've invited on today, Stephanie Havel. She's an ambassador of affirmations. I think you're in for a treat in terms of how you can show your confidence in dating. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Lynn.
2: It's great to be here and I appreciate uh, the opportunity to share with you and your guests today.
1: Thank you so much. We're very, very delighted to have you. So I love the title that you've got, first and foremost, Ambassador of Affirmations. How did you come up with that one, Stephanie? Because I've not had anybody on the show that's got that as a job title before.
2: Right. Well, I'm very passionate, Lynn, about affirmations and the power that affirmations can do for you in your life. Sometimes people might say, oh, affirmations are fluff, or, or I don't know what to say. I don't know the words to come up with to affirm how I'm feeling or what I think about myself. So I created a mindset system where it's choosing words and phrases of affirmation that align with the letters of your name. So my name is Stephanie. I spell it S-T-E-F-A-N-I. And so I go through a process and it's, I say that I'm strong, talented, energetic, fierce, amazing, never quits, inspiring. So I lead women and inspire women to kind of break through those limiting self-beliefs and overcome your self-doubt and build resiliency when you're feeling that adversity to build resiliency and create emotional well-being. And when you can choose these words and phrases of affirmation that align with your name, because your name, that's who you are. There's Lynn's, but not every Lynn is going to choose the same letters. There's many Stephanies out there, but they're not going to choose the same words and phrases for my Stephanie. Because that's how I want to show up and that's how I want to see people. So I'm just really passionate about people feeling and getting strong and confident in who they are and using these affirmations and using your name, making it a powerful, making your name your power statement, your one word about who you are and how you want to show up every day.
1: I love that. And it's very unique. You know, I've not heard of anybody doing that. So well done for that, Stephanie, because I think it's so important, especially you know, when it comes to exuding confidence whilst we're dating to have that, um, I suppose that energy emanating from who we believe ourselves to be rather than approaching dating from a place of fear, worry, doubt, which is obviously not going to then attract an ideal partner.
2: Correct. Well, and it's, you know, and I know we're going to get into more and I say, you know, even with dating, it's not about, am I going to, you know, are they going to like me? Of course, they're going to like me. It's Am I going to like them? And of course, they're going to like me because, and then I go through this mantra before I'm going on a date or um, engage in a relationship. And I even use this in, in work things when I do a speaking engagement or a leadership exercise. I say, I'm going to get through this because I am strong. I'm talented. I'm energetic. I'm fierce. I'm amazing. I never quit. I'm inspiring. That's why they're going to love me. That's why they're going to like me. That's why this is going to work out because that's who I am. So, whatever your words are, use that again in your relationships and is is it serving you is it serving those words and are you showing up in your relationships according to your words and phrases that you chose for yourself nobody else chose them you chose them
1: i think it's important as well that you emphasize that you chose them because some people can quite often think to themselves well you know you've got some good words there i might use them but they won't sit right on me because i wouldn't necessarily believe that about myself
2: Right. And and that's why it's fine. I mean, you can, I tell people just Google words and you can use phrases for it. I have a friend, Amanda, and her D is she's a damn good mom. And, <laughs> um, and my friend, Deborah, who has at the end of her name is A.H. And she says she used a linking statement. She said accountable for her own happiness. So whatever it is, Lynn, like I said, however you feel Choose a word or a phrase that resonates with you and how you want to be. And maybe sometimes you might struggle to believe that about yourself. But the more you say it, that's where that neuroplasticity comes in. and you The more you say it and believe it, that that's who you are and that name, that's why you have those letters in your name, that's who you are.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think it's so important, like you say, to have it as a word or a phrase because then you can actually, like you say, tweak it to make it more empowering for yourself. So it is a phrase or a word that you do believe about who you are and what you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for some women and and men, obviously, as well, you know, they they struggle with believing good things about themselves, but you linking it to the name and like you say, using not only um, words, but sometimes phrases to help them have that extra belief, so that it becomes more of a concrete. Um, I have no doubt that I believe this statement <laughs> for themselves it, is so that's powerful.
2: Really, yeah, and it's you know the science of neuroplasticity is rewiring your brain, and so sometimes people say, "Well, I have a hard time believing it or saying it," but the science of neuroplasticity is exactly that saying those words and phrases over and over again. And why I love that I created this with your name is because it's going to be easy to remember, right? Because you're spelling out your name. All you have to do is remember the letters of your name and it will come easy to you. And we all, you know, myself included, you know, we've all had challenges in our day-to-day lives. And I also like to use this as, uh, you know, setbacks are a natural part of our life but it doesn't have to define you. And you can come back from a setback. Right? And how do you do that? You And again, anyone dating, we've had situations. I've had many uh, being single my whole life. I've had relationships that I thought this was the one I thought this is it. And it wasn't. <laughs> and so how do I, and again, sometimes I would take that personal that why didn't they love me or what was it that was wrong about me? And, it's none of those things. It's me telling myself, this is who I'm a strong, talented, energetic, fierce, amazing, never quits inspiring woman. And I'm going to keep pressing on and and keep going. Um, And so I have those setbacks, but I can come back from it. And this is how I come back by choosing those words and phrases of affirmation and making it my name. Standing strong in your name.
1: Excellent. And I I like the fact that, you know, you've mentioned about setbacks, because it doesn't matter. You know, we all go through setbacks and challenges in our life. And like you said, it doesn't have to define your future. Um, And if we don't have challenges and setbacks, we, we don't really have any feedback to learn from those challenges and setbacks, do we? So I always think it's a learning opportunity.
2: 100 percent. You just you grow from everything. You What did I learn from this situation? What is there something I could have done better? Or what did I learn about myself through that process? I'm a big, big believer in personal development and self-awareness and having every situation, every setback teach you something and then just being able to come back better and stronger.
1: And also, I think, you know, um, never to perceive anything as rejection because It's easy to think if something doesn't work out, it's a rejection of you, but it's not. I always, um, you know, teach that rejection is actually protection, you know, being protected from a relationship which isn't right for you and freeing yourself up to be in a relationship that will be right for you.
2: 100% spot on, because if you didn't say it, I was just going (laughs) to say that. Rejection, to me, I'm a faith-based person. Rejection is God's protection. And it's hurtful sometimes. We may never understand it. I think sometimes you can go back and look like and see, I, you know, my phrase I always like to say too, is God bless the broken road (laughs) because I've had some relationships and I was so heartbroken and devastated and felt rejected and neglected. And I just couldn't understand it. Why it was happening to me, why this person wasn't choosing me in this relationship. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless that broken road because if I would have stayed on that path, it would have not led to anything that was going to be good for me. And so I had to walk down that broken road to get to the better road uh, to where I am in life. So absolutely take that protection and believe in that. Believe that this rejection is protecting you from something or projecting you for something better.
1: Absolutely. And also I feel that... um... Some people, when they become unintentionally single, you know, can feel quite sad about that and um feel quite lonely. Um, but I, I want to say to those people, though, you know, again, being single is, is a great opportunity to work on yourself so that you do attract a great relationship next time around.
2: Right. Yeah, the more confident you are in yourself, the more you are going to attract that partner. That's why it's so much like, well, you shouldn't worry so much if you, if they're going to like you. If you like yourself, heck yeah, they're going to like me. You got to show up to every date, every relationship that you are worthy. You are worth it. And it's to date you as a privilege. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean to sound like arrogant or that you're above anybody else, but that's you believe that you are a gift and you are unique. And it's a privilege and a, and a blessing to be able to have me in your life or to have you Lynn in their life
1: I agree and um one of the phrases that I really like and that I use a lot and this isn't my own personal one but and I can't remember where I heard it but you know it's to that confidence that's just south of arrogant
2: <laughs> what say I, that again
1: just just being south of arrogant
2: <laughs> oh yeah right
1: so you're you're confident but you're not arrogant you're just south of it <laughs> I I really picked up on that phrase and I I like to actually think that I exude confidence but not arrogance but like you said but um you know aiming to be just self.
2: (laughs) but yeah confidence is such an attractive quality I can tell you that uh you know I would say that just even in men that I date and it's yeah it's not arrogance or cocky I just like somebody that's confident in who they are, who they're about. I mean, I know you don't know me well, your listeners don't know me or you can't see me, but I have a very big personality. I'm very extroverted. I do a lot of public speaking. I do some kind of entertainment stuff. And but that's that's who that's my job that's my stage kind of thing right but everyday life I'm I'm, I'm just Stephanie right I, I I can go without makeup and my hair up in a messy bun and and sweatpants but I need a man that's confident enough that can handle my persona right that can say okay you have this big personality I get it people are going to be drawn to and attention to you I'm okay with it if other people are attracted to you of course I want them to be cuz that's my job but that doesn't reflect that I don't like you, you know? So that's why I think that confidence in yourself is so important because if you, if you think this person is great, well, then other people aren't probably going to think they're great. And so when when you're confident in yourself, it just, that's what makes such a great partner is that you can really be your own person and they're confident, not always worrying like, gosh, is she getting too much attention? And does she like this person? And she's not going to pay attention to me. Yeah stand up and just be a strong, confident person. And that's such an attractive quality. And I think men find that attractive in women as well. I've been told that several times that that's what makes me attractive is that I'm just confident in who I am. And yeah, I'm 56 years old. I got wrinkles, I got gray hairs, I got saggy skin, I got it all. (laughs) I've had setbacks, I've had challenges. There's times in my life I've been a hot mess, but I embrace it all because it's just, that's just who I am. This is, and there's not a lot I can do to change it.
1: And the thing is, if we don't empower ourselves with the gift of um, working on ourselves and exuding that confidence, then we're just going to remain, I suppose, in some sort of pity party and in what I call victim mode for the rest of our lives. So, you know, we do need to take that responsibility and accountability for ourselves, you know, not put it on somebody else to make us feel good and happy.
2: Right. And and again, that victim mentality does not serve you. And that's why, again, I go back to the affirmation statement and believe who you are. And I heard, again, this is not, I, I'm a fan of quotes and phrases too, that really changed me. And I've heard this a couple of times and it says, make your mess, your message. If you've, if you've been a victim of something, which we all have had tragedies, setbacks, um, hurt disappointment. But take that and make that your like, okay, this is what I went through. But look at where I am here today. Because of that, I made it through and I am standing tall, not like, oh, well, that happened to me. And that's why I'm this way. No, that situation does not have to define you. Take that mess, turn it into a message. And, you know, stand confident and. You did it. You got through that situation. If you're if you're because if you're thinking about it, you're breathing, you obviously made it through and it's hurtful. It might be painful, but, you know, feel great in yourself that you made it through that challenge and that adversity and you're still standing every day. You're still getting up. You're still breathing, talking, listening, seeing, hearing all of those things. So take that mess, make it a message and make it a message of confidence and about who you are and people will be drawn to that and attracted to that more than that victim mentality, right? Because we've all been there. Everybody's got a story. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Um, We all have. Right. Yeah. We all
2: have our own messes to clean up. I don't got time to clean up anybody else's. I got enough of my own.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it it is really um, so easy for us sometimes, isn't it? To, to get into that, victim mentality state and think, well, you know, or even just from having maybe a poor, um, I suppose, role model in terms of one or both of our parents and thinking, well, you know, I'm going to blame them for how my life is turned out when, when, you know, obviously you've got the power to change that.
2: 100%. 100%. Yes. And it is unfortunate situations. And I I talk about um, I'm 56 years old. I'm single. I've never been married. No children. Uh, That's not at all what I wanted from my life. I always had wanted to get married and I love children. I always wanted to have kids. I wanted to have children in a family unit. I guess I could have adopted as a single woman or done other things. uh, But that's really not what I wanted from my life. And I can be sad about the fact that, you know, like you said, the victim mentality. Well, at 56, I've never been married and people think, oh, what are you afraid of commitment or you're too picky? No, I mean, I am selective. Yes, I'm not just going to marry anybody because I believe in, you know, a great relationship and kids. But I was able to direct my love for kids and pour that into my niece and nephews. I have 12 niece and nephews that I absolutely adore. And I pour into, I've had, some of them have lived with me. I've taken them on trips. Um, I've been able to spend weekends when my family and my friends needed a break from their three toddlers. <laughs> like, I'm going to freak out. I can't take one more minute of these kids. I was like, okay, fine. I'm coming over. I'll watch the kids. Give me the car seats. I'll take the kids and let's go. Uh, and so, again, it's just taking that um, that adversity and put it into something that what What did you do good with it, or what can you do good with it? When you get that challenge, turn it into something positive. And hey, you know what? I'm a really good freaking aunt. You know, <laughs> I'm the fun aunt.
1: And, and like you're an amazing aunt.
2: I, <laughs> I love I'm that praying. role. I absolutely love it because I have a relationship with them. My brothers and sisters and my friends appreciate it because if their kids are struggling, they've come to me and said, "I can't tell my mom this. I can't tell my dad." they have a parent and I feel that, you know, I guess it's probably a little off topic, but kids need somebody other than their parents, an adult other than their parent that they can trust and that they can turn to. And so I've been really fortunate to be that person. So again, it's just kind of, you know, we did it. I think, you know, just talking to people, maybe that have been through divorce or haven't had children, maybe in the same situation and feeling sad or, uh, but how can you turn that into something positive and be confident about what you, you know, what you get to have.
1: Absolutely, and I think we. One thing I can always stress is that you know you all we've all got a hundred percent success track record of overcoming all our adversities and challenges, <laughs> and you can't take that away from yourself.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: So, T- Stephanie, talking about how to be how to be confident when we're dating, um, what is it that you think that would be? Other than, I suppose, and I know that's a really powerful exercise to come up with an affirmation around your name. What what else is it that you would like to share with the audience around how to be confident if somebody is coming to you and they definitely are in that state of, you know, feeling woe is me? Great question,
2: Lynn. Honestly, it's about authenticity. Just show up and be who you are. And I can tell you, I've had times in my life, too, where I felt I I tried to be somebody that I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to try to act like I like this activity or I'm going to, you know, an example years ago, um, I dated a guy and uh, he just was into kind of a crazy lifestyle, Um, a lot of drinking and alternative things. And it's just it was it was all against all my morals and everything. And my friends are like, you are not doing that. You are not doing that. I was like, well, but if I did this, then maybe he would like me more. Um, he was unfaithful to me. He cheated on me uh, with these other women. And I kept thinking that maybe if I acted more like these women that he was cheating on me with, then he would like me. And it didn't matter. And I and I did try it and guess what happened? It didn't work. He still no. cheated on me. So be your authentic self, embrace all your quirks. Uh, you know, again, I have a big personality. I had a boyfriend who said, you talk too loud, your blonde hair, the red lipstick, the sparkles, everything, it's too much. Tone it down. Tone it down. And so I did. Uh, And we would go places and I would dress more conservatively, a little bit, you know, maybe a pale lip color and straighter hair. (laughs) And my friends are like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? What happened? Were you running late? Like, People were like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so quiet? Because normally I walk in a room and I'm like, hey, hi everybody. And I'm all <laughs> cheerful and I'm happy and I'm telling stories and I'm engaged. And I've got, you know, big blonde hair, red lipstick, full of sparkles, rhinestones, jewelries, all the bits. And, but when, it, when him and I would go out, it was different because he kept telling me he just didn't like that. And he would tell me that other people don't like it either. But then my friends were like, we like you when you're that way. And so again, I was changing who I was acting in a different manner because I thought that would make me more attractive to him.
1: Absolutely. And
2: and yeah, we were engaged for nine years and guess what? A month before our wedding, after nine years and 30 days before my wedding, he called it off. So all my efforts to change my style and be who I was for nine years still didn't want to marry me. So I've had, I've learned the hard way. And so now I, I just embrace who I am. And again, when you go out on dates or you're meeting people do not think, well, I, you know, maybe if I act this way, he'll like me, or maybe if, if I do this way, she'll think I'm attractive or she'll think, you know, just, just be who you are. Absolutely. You know, for whatever you
0: are.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of us, you know, become people pleasers in relationships because, you know we think it's going to make people like us and that's in any sort of relationship not just a romantic relationship yeah. but actually the opposite is true they they it it actually puts them off you because um you know it's not attractive to be able to walk over somebody um, and you can
2: only yeah and you can only sustain that facade for so long because yeah. again when the person wanted me to be more subdued less loud less talkative uh it, it was hard for me and I was unhappy. And of course, I mean, obviously I can take constructive criticism. I mean, sometimes you don't want to be so brash. I mean, sometimes people can suggest positive changes for you. So there might be some things that you need to change, but don't change be, just because you want that person to like you. If you have different interests, right? I um, you know, I'm not a golfer. You know, I'm here in in, in the states in Minnesota and I don't golf. But you know what? I'll I'll meet you at the golf clubhouse when you're done. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to do it. It hurts my, I just don't enjoy it. So let them go and do what they enjoy. And then, you know, find something else that you like that you can do, but don't try to do stuff just because you think they're going to, it's they're going to like you more, embrace your quirkiness, the movies, the food, the look, whatever you like, be confident in that. And somebody, There's somebody for everybody I believe right I don't know if you think that way but absolutely there might be a couple people for us
1: yeah I mean that's been certainly true of me you know my relationship history has been a good one and I had like I said to you I was with my ex-husband for 23 years and then with my long-term ex-boyfriend for over 10 years and I I'm realistic in thinking that you know what marriage isn't necessarily for life you know it, it can be as we discussed off air for a reason, a season or a lifetime. We hope usually it's going to be for a lifetime, but I think these days we have to be realistic and think, you know what, there's other good relationships that you could potentially be destined
0: for.
2: Yeah. And we all change and we evolve through our life. And again, it's embracing it. Maybe I, you know, there's different points in my life. I've really embraced health and fitness. Health and fitness is so important to me. My mom died when she was 48 years old. So for me, every day that I live past 48, I am grateful. My mom never got to live to 56. So praise God that I get to live out every day until this age. And I hope I've got, I hope I live to like 96. Uh, So, so yeah, so just, you know, and so that's, but you could be with a partner who says, well, I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't want to eat healthy and I don't want to work out. Okay, well then we might not get along and I'm not going to just stop and be a couch potato. And I can encourage them to work out, but if they don't embrace that, then okay, well, that's why I think sometimes people do change and grow and evolve in relationships uh, or people want to start going out and some wants to stay home and that's okay. But if it's not jiving, then yeah, you either have to accept the differences or yeah, maybe it's time to move on from that relationship.
1: Definitely. Well, Stephanie, it's been a fascinating conversation. We're going to have to wrap up in a few minutes. But before we do, what is the best contact information should our listeners want to reach out and connect with you?
2: If you just go to my website, it's Stephanie Havel. So I spell my name S-T-E-F-A-N-I and then H-A-V-E-L, stephaniehavel.com. And that is my handle on Instagram and Facebook. So you can find me on either one of those platforms as well, but I'd love it. You can connect with me on my uh, website and I've got all kinds of you know, information about the app and being an ambassador of affirmations. I'm working on setting up some workshops and online courses to help you with it. If you're struggling with coming up with affirmations, um, I'd be happy to you know, have you join me on one of my courses
1: Uh, and uh, learn more about it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Any final words around how to be confident when we're dating before we wrap up the episode?
2: I think just kind of just all the stuff we've talked about is be confident in who you are. Make your name your statement. I encourage your audience to take some time, write your name out, choose words and phrases of affirmation that align with those letters of your name. And, Every day you wake up, stand in the mirror, say it boldly, look at yourself and say those words, make it your phone uh, screen cover, make a little bit, put it in your purse and you're feeling down or you're going on that first date or you're going out to meet some friends and you're just not feeling it, pull out that name card and read those words of affirmation and say them proudly and believe it. That's who you are because you're all beautifully, wonderfully, uniquely made in you.
1: Love it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And uh, as a side note, I would suggest as well, you know, say it when you're in a great position of standing in your strength and power, you know, no hunched shoulders, no little mumbles, you know, stand up straight, roll your shoulders back, stick your chest out. And when you're actually saying those words, you'll find that changing your posture into a more confident stance adds more weight.
2: Excellent advice, Lynn. Absolutely. Stand up tall. Yep. Chest out, chin up, and say it with vengeance vengeance and power. Excellent advice.
1: Thank you, Stephanie. And uh, just to wrap up the show, as always, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now.
0: Bye. Thank you, Lynn. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two hearts entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email Lynn at hearts entwined.com. That's L Y N at hearts entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.